You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hello there, this is Jason Eagle, your Natural Health Authority, and you're listening to the podcast Healing Matters. And you can find me on uh, Jason Eagle, uh, or I'm sorry, strategichealing.us. Um, I post these on my YouTube channel. You can also see me live um, rather than just hear me. My YouTube channel is Jason Eagle QRA. And if you really like these shows and you want to help support me and you also want to, you know, send me along to other people, um, you can help support me by going to my Patreon account, which is patreon.com slash Jason Eagle QRA. A Q, an R, an A, and that stands for quantum reflex analysis. And today's show is on hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids, which is something that people don't want to talk about, but it's very, very common. And, um, you know, we used to hear that uh, hemorrhoids were more common with uh, women that had, for instance, babies. And a lot of times they can get hemorrhoids from pushing um, the baby out. But it's common in a lot of different people. So what uh, and what is a hemorrhoid? So hemorrhoid is uh, in today, you know, as well as every time. I'm very frank. Um, I've had many people who have said, I'm so happy that you talk the way that you do because you talk plainly, but I also talk clinically, which is I take really difficult situations that are hard for people to talk about, embarrassing and things like that. But, you know, this is run of the mill and uh, you talk about it because it's real and this is what really happens. So what a hemorrhoid is, is you've got your butthole, right? You have the anus there. there, There's the rectum. That's the tube that's inside. Your butthole is obviously where poop comes out. Right. And it's a if you understand um, you're a tube. So you are tubes. So like a lot of people, you can say, for instance, like hot dogs or sausages. In fact, the most classic sausages are made out of intestines. It's a tube and it's a tube filled with meat and then they twist it off. Right. So the very end is um, that is uh, where you twist off, let's say, a hot dog. That's essentially how your intestines work higher up, which is you have sections that twist off in order to protect food that starts in your mouth and goes through your stomach, then goes through your small intestine. It works its way through the large intestine and all the way things are being, little factories are happening. And so the body is extracting nutrients and then leaving and concentrating what's left over as waste products. And the liquid waste products go into the um, urine. They go into the kidneys and then the urine. Um, some of it also, the waste products get sent to your sweat glands and breath because carbon dioxide is, so even in the food, there's different waste products that actually gets turned into an exhale. Uh, one of my earliest uh, videos was called Your Exhale is Poop. <laughs> a lot of people thought that was funny, but it's true because it's a waste product. Now let's get then down to the nitty gritty, which is poop. Okay. So your, your butthole, your anus, it closes, it puckers, right? And it closes to keep it shut. So that like, you know, if when you go in a bathtub or you go into water, you don't get filled of water, right? So it, and those are muscles. Okay, these are what's called sphincters. And a sphincter is, it's like an eye. In fact, on the nervous system, so in chiropractic and in neurology, all sphincters are connected on the same circuitry together. And in fact, you can even see a person who's going to have a greater propensity towards, uh, for instance, um, um, 
uh, hemorrhoids and things like that, you can see it in their eyes. So for instance, these different sphincters, which are these open and closed valves, so like turning the water on and turning the, the water off, you have different sections in your intestines that have these valves. They're controlled by muscles. But all these muscles are controlled by a certain part of your nervous system. The most common sphincter that works on that same circuitry is your eyes, your pupils. So that's when you, when you get a head injury, they check your pupils. Or when you're on drugs, they check your pupils. Because if your pupils are stuck open, what's called dilated, that means like you got the big wide-eyed, that means the nervous system, the part of the muscles or part of the, the um, nerves, part of the brain that controls those things is stuck where it's stuck open. Or it can actually stuck closed where you can get little pinholes or what's called dilated um, uh, pupils. Well, this can happen in the nervous system. This can happen throughout your whole intestines. So a lot of times people on the right side, about maybe about an inch and a half to two inches directly to the right of your belly button is what's called the valve of um, Houston, or, or I'm sorry, the ileocecal valve. And then on the other side, same distance from your belly button is another valve called the valve of Houston. And these are valves that protect the backflow of when it's turned into poop. So poop should not be able to get back up into the food pipe because otherwise then you're getting, you know, toxins into the food. So these things close off. So now getting to the hemorrhoids, which is after you poop, it's supposed to close. And in fact, when you look at, like for instance, when a person poops, it doesn't just open up and the poop doesn't come out. Or, and then it pinches it off. It squeezes it off. That's why a turd looks like tapered because the muscle pinches it off. So it's kind of like a frosting bag. If you think about like squeezing frosting out, that's what poop is. It opens and then it closes. Okay. But there's another thing that it does, which is it also even what we would call prolapses, which is it goes inside out. So when a person poops, actually it's the bag kind of goes inside out. But then after you're done pooping and as then it pinches it off, it's supposed to suck back up. It's supposed to go back up inside you. And so the classic hemorrhoids is you get part of this tissue that instead of getting sucked back up, it gets stuck out. And literally you can, you know, the external hemorrhoids looks like a little cyst type of thing. And they can even get like filled with blood and they can get bloody and they can burst and they can pop. And I've had many people who've had to have them surgerized because they won't stop bleeding and things like that. Then we can also get internal hemorrhoids, which is if you're to go up inside that tube, it's on the rectum, you have some of these same things, okay? So how does that happen? First of all, let's describe the mechanical process. So let's say going back to, let's say, a, a woman who is pregnant, um, she's putting a lot of forces. And so a lot of times when people are straining and really trying to get a poop out, which temp that typically comes from people who have hard poops. If you really are trying to push to come out, because, you know, a good healthy poop, like a little kid, they sit on the toilet and it slides right out. Their, their rectum, their, their anus opens right up and then falls right out and they don't have to push. They don't have to strain anything like that. A lot of times that has to do with fiber and hydration. I'll get to that in a minute, but I'm still going back to the mechanical process of how did this happen? Well, it happened because it didn't suck back up. And then a lot of times too, again, like I said, with the pregnancy and the constipation, 
is, of course, it's going to happen because you're pushing too hard, right? So it's kind of like you, you know, you blew it out, right? You, you blew the tire and it's kind of what it looks like is like, you know, sometimes when you see a tire and it gets a bulge on the outside, that's essentially what a hemorrhoid is. It's a bulge or almost like a, a hernia. Uh, hernia would be in your belly or ingle her, hernia. It's the same thing where it split its seams and now it's bubbling out. Okay. So the very first thing that comes with hemorrhoids, especially the people that are, 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 you know, have chronic constipation is number one, dehydration. Two, um, dry, not enough water. People don't drink enough water. But then we get into another condition, which is this. I have a lot of people who have hemorrhoids and they go, I drink all kinds of water. I stopped drinking the pop. I stopped drinking the, and I'm well hydrated, but it hasn't fixed it. I'm still constipated. And in fact, truth be told, I pee a lot. So that means that the water goes in, it goes right through me. So what that means is they're a dry sponge. So now we get into one of the top organs, because we can say that the hemorrhoid is coming in the butthole or inside the rectum. But is there another organ that is causing that problem, a breakdown in another organ? Yes, especially when we're dealing with the dehydration. That's the adrenals. The adrenals um, linked, uh, so the adrenals um, are the organ that uh, is linked um, the adrenals are responsible for holding fluid in the colon. Holding fluid, in all, meaning instead of letting the fluid go out, it holds the fluid in so it can be hydrated. Long-standing constipation may be linked to adrenal insufficiency. The adrenals are responsible for holding fluid in the colon. Without adequate adrenal hormones, the stool becomes very hard and difficult to eliminate. Common symptoms are bleeding with bowel eliminations and pain while sitting. Okay. So a lot of times for the people, it's, it's a dehydration, but it's not your fault because you're trying to dehydrate, you're trying to hydrate yourself, but because your adrenals are not working correctly. So what's the number one thing for adrenals? It's actually a two thing. And if you go back to a really old, old video that I did, it is sleep and salt. If we don't have enough salt, meaning people go, I thought salt was bad. Well, if you don't have enough salt, then the meat is dry, so you are meat. So what that means is with not enough salt, the actual fluid doesn't stay in the tissues. It becomes dehydrated. With too much salt, it can also be dehydrated. You can salt meat or salt a body, and too much salt will become a diuretic and be dehydrated. But too little salt is also a diuretic because what that means is without enough salt, without enough sodium and salt, and I'm talking sea salt, the tissues become like or your cells think about your cells of your body your muscles your intestines your brain think about those cells as like like water balloons that is floating in water okay how can a water balloon floating in water become dehydrated how can a water balloon floating in water become a raisin Aha, that's what dehydration is, is essentially it's not absorbing the water that it's floating in and the reason is is because what salt does is salt works with this. If you remember chemistry, it's what's called osmosis. Osmosis is because the cell has a membrane. It has a skin and it's like a screen door. It allows certain particles. So a screen allows the air to get through, but it doesn't allow the bugs to get through. However, the little noceums, the little tiny bugs and bacteria and other stuff. So little things can get in. So what salt does is it allows for water to get 
into the cell and it balances. So correct adequate salt now balances the outside pressure of the water and the inside pressure because inside the balloon of the cell, there's pressure. It's pushing back. So when you have an equal pressure between what it pushes back on the inside and what it pushes back on the outside, it's equal. Now the cell is really hydrated floating in water, okay? Well, the answer to that is salt. So you get uh, with adequate salt, and most people 100 pounds or more need at least a full teaspoon of salt because when you sweat, when you work out and sweat, you taste it, you're salty. So you're getting salt, and everyone's sweating even if they don't think about it. We are using salt in your, your, your body, your body's using it up, and it's also excreting it out. So you have to replace it. So um, adrenal insufficiency through low salt by people um, having adequate amounts of salt, then they will be able to be correctly hydrated and moist. Now their tissues are moist as well as their colon is moist, meaning, a lot of times a dry, hard poop is because you're so dehydrated, your body literally sucked all the juice out of the poop because it needed the water. But what it did is it sucked poop juice, meaning that's toxic, that's bad. So your body is, is and it has to detoxify that. So it has to send it through the filters and stuff like that. So it's a real hard stress on the body. Then the other thing is the adrenals don't work correctly if you don't get five hours of sleep. So falling asleep and laying, and what is good sleep? You can lay there and be counting sheep, but as long as your head is on the pillow, when it hits the pillow and five hours before you lift your head up, so if you gotta get up and go pee multiple times in the night, you are not building adrenaline. So the secret is, is being able to stay in bed. Once you hit the pillow, your head stays level. Don't lift your head up for more than two to five seconds because if you do, then the, then you have to get a whole another five hours in order for you to rebuild adrenaline. So many times insomnia or people that, you know, don't sleep very good or people that like, oh, I'm a little bit hungry or people that have to pee a lot or people kind of go, ah, you know, I don't feel like I'm going to get up and read a book or I'm going to sit up and watch TV or something like that. And then maybe I'll fall asleep or people that fall asleep in the chair or something like that. They're not developing. So these are one of the biochemical things of why hemorrhoids form, okay? That comes from because the stool is too hard and it's too hard to push out. The other thing can be fiber, meaning people don't eat enough vegetables. What is the best fiber? Not even the psyllium fiber, not the metamucil, vegetables. And what are some of the best vegetables that actually make really good slippery poops? Um, the, the, the mucilaginous, the very water holding vegetables that have cellulose, but have lots of, of gluey water or, and that is celery. That's onions. That is garlic in there. We get into any of the greens, uh, in terms of, let's say, kale, collards, these things. And most people should eat them cooked, especially if you're dealing with constipation. Focus more on cooked vegetables, making sure, but not the potatoes. See, potatoes actually is a starch and it actually becomes dry and can make you even more constipated. But let's say, so the ketogenic ones, the ones that are low carb, high fiber, are really, really good for you, which, and good for good bowel movements. That would also be, uh, like squash and zucchini and these types of green beans, all these different types of things. If we're able to get enough, but, but 80%, so a person who's constipated should really be number one, 
taking at least a full teaspoon of salt, drinking their full amount of water on a daily basis, getting that five hours of sleep and eating lots of these vegetables. So even soups and stuff like that is a great way to eat vegetables, but getting a lot of these these fibrous, good fiber, but is, is mucilaginous, meaning it's kind of slippery. That makes really, really good poop, and that will help with the hemorrhoids. Now, the other thing that is also, I've actually helped this with a lot of people who have had difficulty with hemorrhoids, and that is a back injury, a back injury. So let's say you fell down on your tailbone, or you had a low back injury. The nerves that control the rectum and the anus are there. So a lot of times when we have people that have like, like these big hemorrhoids that are hanging out like grapes, you know, and, and become bloody, the muscles don't suck it back up. And so it's literally that they're paralyzed. And a lot of times, so it's like a, you know, grandma has a stroke on and she can't make the right side of her face work. And you say, try harder, grandma. She can't. So when a person has a back injury and a nerve uh, problem, they can poop. But the rectum or the anus, the hemorrhoidal tissue gets locked out because it's too weak. So a lot of times that's when we get into the mud packs. That's when we get into how do I fix my nerves? Sometimes even um, chiropractic or massage or stretching and yoga. I've had many people that have been able to repair this chronic condition, not only just through the food, but also through exercise, through that's the pelvic floor through rebuilding the pelvic floor. Walking helps rebuild the pelvic floor. Kegels, these Kegel exercises, which is what's a Kegel exercise? Any man or woman can do that. And especially, how do you know what the Kegel muscles are? It's the muscle that stops your stream of pee. Now, it's more difficult for men when they're standing at the urinal to stop their stream of pee. A lot of guys say they can't do it and it hurts. But if they sit on the toilet, they can stop the stream of pee. Or it's the other muscle where it's the one that you get the last squirts out of pee. It's you squeeze the muscle and you go squirt, squirt, squirt. That's the Kegel muscle. So I recommend that, like, again, even men with hemorrhoids is you should be urinating sitting down, okay, and then practicing those Kegels, which is... Let the, let the P string go. Same thing with women and then stop it. You'll find that muscle. That's the muscle. And that's the muscle that's in the pelvic floor. And that's the one that will pull these hemorrhoidal tissue back up inside where it's supposed to be and not stuck on the outside, then forming a bulge. But see, sometimes too, if we've had a back injury and the mud packs are essentially the electromagnetic wires are cut. So the cell phone because see, your brain has to get your whole nervous system. So what makes that butthole work correctly is your brain, is your whole nervous system. So if you've had a back injury in the neck or in somewhere in the middle spine, or in particular, more so the lower spine, the low back, the sacrum, these types of things. That's why a lot of times this can happen to women after pregnancy, because especially with big babies is what happens is, is the baby puts so much pressure and literally opens up the pelvis that it literally pushes things out of place. And now the, the bones don't connect correctly together. So that's why a lot of times you'll have women that have a lot of urination problems afterwards. It's not because they got stretched so much. It's because what happened was the, the pressure of the big baby and the pushing literally did like a back damage, right? Literally it like, it spread open that vertebrae. And so like they fell on the, you know, fell on the ice or something like that. Same type of thing caused a traumatic damage. Right. And then now it's still in the wrong place. And so now they lose 
the control of those muscles. So it's very common for women to have lose bladder control, have to wear the depends, um, or, you know, they, they pee when they laugh. Before it worked, when they laugh, it's fine. But now when they laugh, it kind of comes out because that muscle just is so weak, right? Um, uh, there's a whole number of other things. But again, that's a muscle, right? And it's the same thing as, think about it, like grandma that had a stroke, which is, oh, it's not her fault. She can't make that work. So the mud packs helps to restore the electromagnetic flow. Then the muscles work. Then grandma can then start working it. Then she can, oh, I will exercise it. Now that I can make it work, it's hard, but I can start to make it work. That's what a hemorrhoid is. Is, is It's a nerve type of thing. So oftentimes we can rebuild that nerves. The other thing, too, that it's also recommended is sometimes, especially if they're in the beginning phase, meaning if they're just starting, what you do is after you eliminate, after you wipe, you then use a piece of toilet paper and you use your finger and you push it back up. So if it's the ones that are hanging on the outside of the ring of the butthole, it's supposed to go in. But if it's hanging out, what you do is after you're done, you push it back in past that ring and then it will stay there. Sometimes it'll fall back out again. But every time you eliminate, what you do is you push it back in there. And hopefully what happens is, is that muscle now, once it's, so it's what's called the hemorrhoidal ring. It's actually a ring. It's a muscle ring. And sometimes it gets stuck on the outside of the gate. But if you can push it back up and then close the gate, it can stay in there. So sometimes it's a mechanical thing. But again, when you have a person that's on top of that where they're dehydrated, they have a lot of constipated poops, they're a big pusher, they push too hard, they have a back injury, these types of things, you push it up and it won't stay. So there's multiple reasons of why and there's multiple ways to fix it depending upon what your condition is. But again, one of the biggest uh, answers is is also with that diet, making sure that we're a lot of times when people are eating lots of refined foods, meaning lots of, you know, just regular old, you know, junk food, which would be like, you know, the packaged foods, the canned foods, the takeout food, this type of stuff is um, it doesn't have enough of the fiber. It's got too much of the sodium, blah, blah, blah. And it, and it just is a, a messed up diet, highly refined. So even like wheat bread and stuff like that, your body sucks all, it's like styrofoam and it sucks all the fluid out of there. And so the people with, let's say, a high potato, high starch, lots of bread, lots of this type of stuff, they're the ones that are going to tend to get even more constipated because there's just not enough of this this gluey vegetable uh, um, material, um, plant material, and the plant material that is there, like a potato, your body sucks all the water out of it and turns it into cement. So if people are eating a lot and turns the bread into cement, turns the pasta into cement, right? It won't turn the meat into cement. It won't turn the vegetables into cement because you can't. You suck the fluid out and it still stays a fiber that still holds onto fluid. Whereas, let's say, the breading, the bread, the cakes, the cookies, the potatoes, the, the you know, even worse, like French fries or all this type of stuff that people live off of, your body sucks all the water out of that and then turns it into a brick. And have fun passing a brick. You're going to tear something. You're going to hurt something. So this is usually the number one things for constipation. But again, like I said, keep in mind, uh, an injury, a low back injury, some of the supplements that are really good for it would be, number one, if it's adrenals, that would be the adrenal complex um, or the uh, adrenaline. 
Um, Alice Sidon is another thing for garlic because garlic is one of these things that helps to keep the blood thinner as well as also anti-infective because sometimes what's even in these nodules is infection. So some of the times these little nodules, especially if they're the internal ones, they can actually be infection. Um, propolis. Propolis is something that bees make and it helps with skin conditions and it especially helps to repair the mucous membrane. Vitamin D3, vitamin D3 with K2 also helps to support the mucous membranes. You've heard me talk about that as the nasal membranes or the lung membranes, which is if you want to protect yourself from catching a virus, especially even a coronavirus, right? Have a really good membrane which is, and that's what vitamin D, but it, your nose, your mouth, and all the way down to your anus is all made out of the same type of tissue, this epithelial tissue that is supposed to be a mucosal soft and slippery. So if you're too dry and you're not slippery enough, like if you don't put the Pam on there, then it's not going to slide. So vitamin D helps you to produce those cells that are nice and slippery so that stuff can just slide right out of you. And again, if there's a bacteria that wants to attach to you, it will protect it. So propolis is another thing that helps to, and it's anti-infective. Um, uh, again, probiotics is another great thing because it helps to support the gut ecology. And sometimes we have a real bad um, uh, dysbiosis, the wrong bacteria and not enough of the right ones and helping to rebuild those things. They will maintain that area for us. But again, like I said, the real big top one is not just dehydration and water, but it's salt. Okay? Another thing that I also think too is that magnesium, because see, the muscle has to contract, but it also has to relax. Okay. So this whole moving of poop along, one has to contract and then the other one has to relax. And so if we don't have enough magnesium in the system, our muscles, including the smooth muscle tissue of those things, especially involuntary things like the rectum and stuff like that, they won't relax. And so you have to strain to push because you got to push past it because it's not released. It's not relaxed. So magnesium is a very, very important thing. Um, just on all muscles, but in particular, think about the rectum and the anus and, and the hemorrhoidal tissue. It's a muscle. And so that muscle has to contract, but it also has to relax. So today was on hemorrhoids and hopefully this can help you. And, and again, uh, everybody that has dealt with help, uh, dealt with, with hemorrhoids, they've all gotten better and the hemorrhoids have all gone away. Each one of them is a little bit different because sometimes they're at stage one, stage two, but if you keep on it, you can get the hemorrhoids to go away and then stop them from forming because literally hemorrhoids too are like a canary in the coal mine, which is telling you that something's going on that you don't have right. And once you get that right, then the body works. So till next time, this is Jason Eagle. Bye.